Hello there. Welcome back to my podcast. Right now, on my end, it is February 9th and it is 12:39 a.m. I technically haven't uploaded in almost two days. Um, I've been busy. I also got busy last night with something. It's always nice to have a genuine human interaction. And I was very long overdue for a genuine human interaction. So that kept me occupied last night. (laughs) It made me a bit emotional because it made me realize how much I've been shutting myself off from the world. It's just really nice to get feedback from people that have known you and have seen you in different states of your life. From really good states to really bad states. And it's just always nice to get some genuine feedback on how how it seems like you're doing. And so far it seems that I need to stop being hard on myself and that I should commend myself for coming this far. Because shit was really, really, really bad. Especially um, in December and part of January. And things are looking a lot better now. And I'm happy about that. So on Friday, I celebrated two weeks of sobriety by doing Zumba for about two hours. Because every... Every first Friday of the month at the Zumba studio that I go to, we have like a two-hour Zumba party session. It was really dope, so I treated myself to that, and I treated myself to a donut afterwards. And that really, really, really fucking hit the spot. And I think it hit the spot because um, sugar (laughs) and alcohol normally has a lot of fucking sugar in it. And so... and. I was just having some really bad alcohol cravings and I think it's just that lack of sugar that I've kind of taken away that my body feels like it needs. So I kind of gave it myself a a little fix by treating myself to a donut after Zumba. I haven't had a donut in such a long ass time because as I said before in one of my previous podcasts, I used to have this very warped up logic where I, I would be like, okay, I just... I'm probably going to end up drinking about a thousand of my calories. I'm not going to eat that much. (laughs) That was not a good type. I don't know. That that wasn't a good type of thinking I had back in the day. And I'm happy that I am not in that same place as before. And that I am moving forward with my sobriety. And I am actually just, I don't know just doing things to treat myself and take care of myself even though I you know donuts are not healthy at all but my justification is I hadn't had one in such a long ass time um so yeah plus I did two hours of Zumba so I I feel like I I rightfully deserved it (laughs) Uh, it was delicious It, it was chocolate and it had sprinkles on it. With the, it was like a chocolate one with chocolate glazing on it, with like sprinkles on it, the rainbow kind. That's that's my favorite type of donut. I like that one and also uh, jelly-filled donuts, but they, they didn't have jelly-filled donuts, so I went for the chocolate one with sprinkles. 
yeah. <laughs> so right now it is Sunday and I can't sleep because I messed up my sleep cycle. I've been messing my uh I've been messing up my sleep cycle so much as of lately. Like yesterday when I had my human interaction, I didn't go to bed until about 7, 8 a.m. yesterday. <laughs> and I pretty much did uh, slept in until about 4 p.m. And I had to take care of some things. And I came back home and been working the... the um, the phone lines, <laughs> the chat lines, and it's been pretty mellow for the most part. I mean, I got some dude that called me up, and he he was a very like he was a very short call. He pretty much rung me up, and he's like, "I'm looking at your photos, and you're so hot, and I'm gonna come." And then it, he like clicked off, and then the, the automated message was like, "This call lasted for three minutes." six dollars have been added to your account oh <laughs> uh, people are people are something but it's okay people are something and that's okay because i'm a people too and i i can be a something too <laughs> i mean shit right now I'm, I'm up late at night i'm i'm recording a podcast sometimes i feel that i probably wake up my neighbors sometimes i don't know i don't think i'm talking that loud but i don't know well it's not like i listen to their conversations it's not like i can't hear my neighbors conversations or something like that the only thing i hear for the most part is when they're fighting which my podcast captured that um a while back i don't really have much to say today i feel just 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 like i don't know good i feel good that i'm i've been sober um for over two weeks now i think it's the longest i've been sober in quite a while and my body sometimes craves alcohol really bad but i don't want to give in and i just want to keep reminding myself that over and over again like i don't want to give in i've come this far I don't want to mess up my progress. I don't want to end up feeling horrible about myself. I don't want to hate myself. I don't want to put myself down and then start going down like a really bad spiral where I just end up drinking. Because I hate admitting it, but I'm one of those types of individuals where it's like I can't just have one drink. Like I, I keep going and going and going and going and going until I just black out or I, I don't... I, I feel ashamed admitting it, but... I know I'm not alone. I know I know people could relate to this for sure. Sometimes alcohol is something that we use as a crutch or to just mask our, our pain or what, whatever the fuck we're going through. Sometimes, it, you know, it can be fun drinking with people that you, you feel comfortable with. Sometimes that's fun. But sometimes it can lead to issues too. Like I remember my roommate, Chris, like... One of the main reasons why the cops ended up getting involved was because he was drinking so much. I had drank a little bit, but I stopped drinking at a certain point. And he ended up just drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. And a lot of fucking horrible words were exchanged. And I was the more sober one. This is my apartment. 
my name was the one on the lease and he wasn't on the lease and I know it sounds like a really asshole thing of me to admit but I pretty much just ended up having law enforcement deal with that shit because technically if if the person's name is not on the lease they don't they're they aren't even supposed to be here and so his ass had to be hauled out at some point though it did get to a point where i was like you know what i'll let him stay because he probably just needs to sober up no he became even more belligerent and so it wasn't that the cops came once and then dragged him away. It's just it, it, they, they came in more than once. Like I had to call them up. And then, I don't know. I'm sorry I'm mentioning this event, but I'm, I'm tying it into alcohol use. How sometimes it, it's fun doing it with people that you feel comfortable with. But then sometimes it can just turn extremely nasty and shit can happen. And I, I just have a lot of memories that come through my head that are related to alcohol and some of them are are cool maybe where it's like ooh yolo you only live once you have fun with your friends but then there's like some other memories that are just oh they make me just shudder they make me feel so much shame they make me just think to myself like wow like if if none of that shit was involved like none of this would have happened i could have saved money i could have saved a bunch of my emotions <laughs> being you know being experienced at a really horrible level alcoholism has brought a lot of grief to me <laughs> a lot of anger a lot of just shame there's some instances um i don't want to dig in too deep right now i don't want to say things certain things right now because i'm still processing through it on my own time outside of this podcast but there are some events where i start reflecting a little too much and in reflecting a little too much i start beating myself up a lot and i start thinking wow if i had never consumed this maybe that very 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 traumatic shit would not have happened at all and from time to time i similar situations have happened but it never got to the extreme and uh, i get scared like right now you probably hear it in my voice i am kind of shutting down there are some things that I'm holding back right now because I still feel ashamed about things. Part of me wants to find a way to word, word it eloquently, beautifully, but then another part of me is like, you know what, bitch? I'm talking to myself. You know what, bitch? You're going to have to fucking admit it no matter how blunt, how brutal it comes out. Sometimes you just have to say things the way that they're going to come at that moment. And you can't sugarcoat things. And <laughs> it could be because it's so late. It's not, I don't know, it's not even that late. Because I've been awake since like 4 p.m. And it's almost like 1 now. <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to give in to drinking. That's one thing I want to at least keep on 
doing. I want to maintain my sobriety. So right now I'm going to, I'm going to kind of switch the topic and just continue with what I was kind of saying before. I just want to keep being sober. Sometimes my mind reflects on things. And then sometimes when my mind reflects on things, I get really, really hard on myself and I start blaming myself for a lot of the fucked up things that happen. I start thinking to myself, wow, if I had never been under the influence, none of this would have happened. And it's it's just this stupid logic I had back in the day where it's like, well, my life is already fucked. I'm just going to keep drinking and drinking and drinking. And I surrounded myself with individuals that were pretty much super fucking toxic. And a lot of those people, I had, I, I had to cut them out. I had to fucking cut them out. I still get text messages from a certain individual who's like, hey, let's meet up for drinks. Hey, can you get me a drink? Hey, you still owe me that drink. Hey, um, I'm alone. Do you want to get that drink right now? And no, fucking no. Because looking back, the only thing that ever happened in that quote unquote friendship, which looking back, Having the time to look back and process through certain things, especially things that have happened recently, that was not a friendship at all. That was just a very toxic interaction that always fucking involved alcohol. And it just gross, it grosses me out looking back at it. And they're like, oh, so you think you're better because because you're not drinking, it's not even about that, I mean, yeah, yes, yes, I'm better, because I'm not, no, because we, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know how to, like, phrase things right now, but it's, it's just frustrating, (laughs) sometimes, and I've had to tell this individual to fuck off, I don't want you near me, yeah, but we were like chill about a month ago. We were like chill at a bar. No, fuck you. Fuck you. I don't want to be like you. Because, you know, supposedly they say the, the, the five people you hang out with the most or some it's some shit like that. Like the, the five people that you associate with the most, that you interact with the most, those are the people that you end up kind of becoming. Like you end up, be- ah, I can't even, I can't talk. I'm so sorry. Those are the people who kind of en- end up emulating. Like you end up taking up their their traits or whatever the hell, their behaviors. And yeah, that is pretty true. And I, I, might, I might sound shitty and maybe a bit judgmental, but when I, as I've been maintaining my sobriety, I realize I don't want to be like this person. This person fucking drinks every day. This person is toxic as shit. I don't want to be like them. And so I had to fucking cut ties. And I'm not sorry. (laughs) I'm, I'm not sorry for wanting to level up. I'm not sorry. And yeah. (laughs) And that's what I kind of have to remind myself as. I don't want to end up like this person. I don't. That scares me. Especially when I took acid, it just scared the fuck out of me realizing, wow, I could really end up like this person. 
And they fucking asked me to do things in exchange for the fucking acid. And that was just, ugh, so fucking gross. Like, I did not feel safe during that incident. And I seriously thought I was going to have permanent substance-induced schizophrenia. It was fucking scary. And yes, I'm still talking about the individual that I've had to cut ties with. Because they were just so fucking toxic. And they still are. Ugh. I'm not sorry that I want to level up. I'm not sorry for wanting to raise my standards. Yeah. Yeah, this individual was there for me when I was going through hell. But looking back, it was it wasn't even it wasn't even good company because we were getting wasted every day, and they would always try to they would always try to push th through my boundaries and and I never liked them that way. I never liked them that way. I never liked him that way. I thought he was fucking gross. I still think he's fucking gross. And the only it's sad because looking back, it's like I think I only tolerated him because I was drunk. And now that I'm sober, I cannot tolerate this individual. And I just feel so much shame that I allowed myself to get in such a low state before that I really thought this person cared about me. But they don't. They really fucking don't. And they became obsessive about me. And it was just fucking gross. And I'm just, I'm, I'm traumatized. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I just got a notification. Apparently a new chat just came in to my, my, um, my chat line. What the fuck? This person just fucking left me a really long ass message. Okay, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to fucking read this shit. But I might as well because it's my podcast and I can say whatever the fuck I want. I can share whatever the fuck I want. It's my podcast. Hi. <laughs> Natalie is also a phone sex operator and i don't know sex teen chat person it's all on the same site you get paid either way let me see what this person is asking all you have to do is light your cigarette and blow smoke in my face i go from being dominant to your little bitch i fucking hate the o-ring gag Having my mouth forced open so you can spit in my mouth or tap the ashes of your cigarette. It makes the drool trickle out of my mouth. You always make me answer your questions when the gag is in. Then you laugh and mock my speech. You tell me that you don't understand what I'm saying and that I need to enunciate as you speak English, not gag. You show me the Viagra and the cock cage. You think it's so funny. You force me to swallow and are laughing so hard it is difficult for you to put the cage on me. You then put on your strap on and you start saying, For erections lasting more than four hours, beg your mistress to f ass fuck you. So maybe her cock will hit your prostate and make you come dribble out of your cage. Wow, so, so that's how it works. I'm just going to reply. Hmm. Fascinating. Smiley face.
hey, at least I got paid for that interaction. <laughs> Woo, 60 cents per text, yeah. <laughs> the other night, I literally made $40 off of a, t off of a, a, like a texting thing, a texting interaction that lasted about an hour. The guy was a fucking piece of work. <laughs> uh, welcome to my podcast. <laughs> I can say whatever the fuck I want. I can share whatever the fuck I want. Okay, so wrapping it up. I want to stay sober. Sometimes it's hard to stay sober. Sometimes it's really, really, really fucking tempting to get some Tito's and some club soda. <laughs> and put some lime in there. <laughs> um sometimes it's really tempting to just you know be like oh i'll just have one drink and i'll just pretend it never happened no i don't want to end up doing that because then i'll just feel even more rotten about myself i need i need to have integrity <laughs> keep my word <laughs> and my word is sobriety try to do it no fuck that fuck the try at least a year of sobriety Side note, very, very random side note. So one of the things I want in life is to actually become stable, find someone that really loves me for who I am, and start a family with that individual. And obviously, if I'm going to start a family, that would require me getting pregnant. And so when it comes to that, when you're pregnant, you're pregnant for like, what, nine months? I heard this woman say, um, you're actually technically pregnant for 10 months because they actually go based off of the, 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 last, the last date of when your period started, which is almost like a month. Anyways, so during pregnancy, women are advised not to drink because it causes birth defects. Fetal alcohol syndrome? That shit is serious. I've seen it in some people. It's pretty serious and it, it just stunts the whole um, intellectual growth. And I don't want to put my future child through that. So if I can at least do a year sober, well, when I decide to start a family, it's going to be fucking easy. <laughs> it's going to be hella fucking easy. So I kind of see this as like preparation of, okay, Natalie, you want to practice integrity. You want to keep your word. You want to live the good life. You want to do it hardcore and be sober, not take drugs, do things naturally. Yes, I want to do that. Cool. <laughs> I do want to have kids. So this is kind of like practice. I'm going to there <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not really explaining it that well but yeah <laughs> the last time and and oh oh here's another thing that I, I remind myself of like why why this whole maintaining sobriety is gonna be like hella fucking worth it so um i didn't i didn't really have that many instances of underage drinking Maybe like once or twice. And this was like when I was 19, 20. And, um, sorry, I feel like I need a burp. 
uh, fuck. So it's like I went a majority of about 20 years, 21 years, completely sober. And I did fine. If I could do that, I can do this. I've already gone through a little over two weeks. I already got through the possibility of debilitating um, withdrawal symptoms. I don't, you know, the DTs, the chance of DTs are gone. I didn't really get much of that. I'm going to be okay. I should honor my inner child because when I was a kid, I never drank. I didn't know about alcohol that much. I mean, yeah, I saw my family members drink and I saw some of them act silly, but it's not like I was like, ooh, I wonder what that is and I want to like pick that up. And uh, <laughs> and when I was a kid, I was creative as shit. I was creative as fuck. I you know, played a lot of music. I was into music. I drew a lot. I did a lot of things and I... I feel like it's just time for me to reunite with my inner child and I know I know younger me would just tell me yo like girl you don't you never needed the bottle I mean the bottle took away my voice I mean I'm I'm learning how to fucking talk all over again because alcoholism really fucked with the way how I express myself I still I still struggle to express myself but that's something that I want to get better at. And that's why I have my podcast, so I can improve at communicating, at expressing myself, at talking. It feels good. See, I have, I have a lot of good things to hold on to, good protective factors to hold on to that will help me get through this journey of maintaining sobriety. And I have to unite with my inner child. I thought my inner child was dead. No, she's still in there. And if anything, I felt like I was a lot wiser when I was a kid. But, you know, shit happens and you go through experiences. And to be honest, I felt like I've, I should have been diagnosed with depression back when I was in middle school because things just took a really dark turn. And high school was a really dark time and it just spiraled and... I, I, I'm, I'm remembering who I was. Younger me is kind of rooting for me. Like, don't, don't let me down, please. <laughs> don't let me down. Let us merge together and create stuff. I think I might be a switch, but I never really explored the dome. But I had some, some taste of it and it's alluring and addicting honestly well basically what i'm telling this person that gave me the um the role play where i would be the one fucking his ass he's like oh so i noticed that you you disclose that you're normally submissive and i'm like yeah normally i am but i've kind of been um been very intrigued 
at being the dominant one, <laughs> the mistress. <laughs> Um, just because of that element of control. And I feel like that element of control can be really, really, really fucking addicting, especially, um, if you've been victimized before, like myself and I'm tired of being victimized. So I think it's about time I start being like the dominatrix. <laughs> no, I don't want to, I don't know if I'm going to go that extreme, but, uh, <laughs> uh human sexuality, it's a beautiful thing. It can be scary, but it's beautiful. And people that try to perverse it and try to make it into something that it really should not be can, can just go fuck themselves. <laughs> I think when it comes to human sexuality, it should always be consenting on all parties involved. <laughs> and that no one gets hurt physically, mentally. Oh shit, someone's calling me. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna cut the the um the podcast short. I love you guys. Bye. <laughs>